Today on The Psychic Gym, we are talking about the suicide threat and how it affects us as psychic mediums. In this episode, we will talk about the clients who send us threats of suicide or self-harm or steps to take, who to talk to and what to do. You are listening to The Psychic Jam, a podcast that inspires holisticpreneurs like you to gain confidence, to learn, and to listen to your inner voice. Tune in as featured experts of The Psychic Associates discuss heavy and taboo topics, breaking down all the barriers of the realities of working in this industry. I am Liz Throp, and I'm joined today by Jay Lane and Amber Price, and we are The Psychic Associates. So let's start with you, Jay. Have you ever had to deal with any clients and difficult clients, I guess, that that are threatening suicide? Yes, I have, Liz. And it's, you know, a very difficult subject sometimes for me because I'm very well known for writing about suicide. I've done summits on suicide. And, you know, a lot of people write to me with the permission of wanting to die. And it's difficult because my heart is really big, first of all, and I can't save the world. But the thing is, I find that it's, you know, the numbers have risen quite a bit over the last three years, especially given this pandemic. And it's been difficult because my experience of three, four years ago, receiving maybe six or seven letters of suicide or people wanting to commit suicide and what I think and what's going to happen to their soul and they want the education. And so I refer them to a little book that I've written, but at the end of it all, I've noticed quite a rise in these numbers. For example, the first year of the pandemic, I had almost a hundred emails compared to maybe six or seven the year before. So it's a touchy subject. A lot of people do want to die. They'll even write as to how they plan on dying. And when they've gotten to that point, you know that you're going to have a problem. What do you do? And so I have learned over the years that you must contact the police. They have a cyber unit where they can track IP numbers and do wellness calls. And so I've had to do that. It's a little more difficult when you're dealing with people from other countries. However, you know, the best thing to do for me and my experience is to try to give them the information that they need, but to really listen to what they have to say because these people want to be heard when they're talking about suicide it's because they're contemplating it and the thing is a lot of people say well the signs were there and I didn't do anything and then they feel so guilty for not helping these people but the same goes for us we're just as human it's so awful to have to read in the news or see in your Facebook posts someone a client of yours that has talked to you about suicide and you know that's what happened to them and that you couldn't do anything about it so the thing is what what do you do so there are different things that I've adopted as a practice when I receive these types of letters and I have sort of like a um, I guess a process that I go through so that I could see and and I hate to say this, some people want your attention and they want to try to control the dialogue by threatening, because I've had people say, if you don't do this, I'm going to kill myself. But when it comes down to suicide threats, you have to really take them seriously. And Amber, I don't know if you've ever had this problem, but I know that I have. (laughs) 
And Amber, have you ever, you know, have you ever had this or, or how does this affect you at all? Because I know that we've talked about this a few times and, and you were really quite surprised with the numbers that I was mm-hmm. receiving. Yeah, absolutely. I, I am not, I am not shocked by how many people think of suicide because I think, I, and I can't quote the study, but I remember reading something about, you know, humans in general will have a passing thought of, of suicide or, you know, what would it be like if I wasn't here or what is my life purpose? And it leads down that kind of, you know, thought processing. So that to me, I, it was, was shocking when I first read it. And now as I'm understanding more about being human and the soul and, and how those two things play, but I am very shocked at how many uh, messages you receive yourself. And I think that's because probably your work in doing, you know, information education around suicide, that's, you know, your people will energetically gravitate to you for that. So for myself, in terms of working with people who a lot of clients that I will see in my practice will be people who have lost people by murder by suicide themselves, like they've lost someone by suicide or accidental or unexplained deaths. And so when that happens, there is so many questions that, that somebody who's sitting in front of me has, and there's so many, there's only so many insights that kind of come at that moment. And, you know, dealing with it in my world was just don't filter the message, Amber. Don't filter the message. If somebody's in front of me and they're saying that they don't find the purpose in living anymore because they've lost someone or they've lost a job or they've or whatever their reasoning is, I find that that is the moment where I'm using and pulling on spiritual messages and connections to the energy more. So I'm going to say I don't I don't think I've ever received professionally received any letters or emails or texts that I've received that I know of that have said anything about the threat of suicide. The only thing that I can recall because I never forget is sitting in front of somebody who's had such a profound loss or cannot understand the meaning or more recently life events you know, we have so many things right now that are happening in the world that it does make it difficult for people to wonder what in the world is all of this for. There is more and more conversation that's kind of coming up around that for me uh, day to day. I put all my faith in everything that I need to be doing in that moment. And always, again, having kind of the conversations you mentioned about if it's a real threat and not just posing the question, right? Because now you have to kind of consider, are they just saying what in the world are we doing here? Like what, what is even the purpose? Like, I don't even want to wake up. I don't want to listen to the news. I just feel so overwhelmed and upset every day. I mean, yeah, so do I, I I feel overwhelmed, (laughs) overwhelmed by what's going on in the world. So is that necessarily a threat? So really understanding, I have a valid threat here. And if you're not even sure, do what you said, Jay, like you have to report it you know, it's never wrong to report it. So even if you're having a conversation that doesn't feel good, you should report it. So there is the wellness checks that the police can do. If you are, you know, you have to have a kind of profound 
policy on what it is you're going to do. So you're not caught off guard because yeah, Jay, you're right. We're human. And so when someone's sitting in front of us and something takes a turn and evolves in that way, our body, our hormones, our emotions are going to start to do things that maybe we didn't expect to have happen as a result of what's, what's going on in front of us. And that can also be very traumatic to the person who's doing the work. And this is where I'm going to kind of do my second example of what's going on in my world with suicides, because I, I read for a lot of people who work in the holistic and spiritual industry. So whether they're just starting out or they've been doing it for years, I I see a lot of people that do that. And, and the heaviness that exists as the light worker and dealing with carrying that burden and that, that, that energy and that love. And maybe if you're an unhealed empath, you're carrying, you're trying to carry so much stuff and own it as your own, um, in an effort to heal humanity or heal the people around you, that it really starts to break you down. And that can become a very dangerous and slippery slope for the light worker, for the medium or psychic. So, um, so in, in terms of, my experience in that way, I think it's a lot of education again around what can we do to protect our energy? What can we do to have the outlet of, you know, cause everything in my world is all confidential unless there's harm to self or others. And so that is what we need to keep in mind. And that doesn't excuse their confidentiality of telling your friends and family. That means you call the police. That's all that means. You know, you report it to authorities. It doesn't mean, oh my goodness, I had this person showed up today and now I got to tell my friends and family all about it because I'm heavy and carrying it. So I do a lot of education around the light workers that I read that are feeling this burden and overwhelm and energy to make sure that they're dealing with it in a very healthy way. And of course, I'm all about self-care and self-compassion and self-love. And so anything that you have to do, if you're putting out for one person, you need to be receiving for yourself. So whatever you're putting out for someone, you need to be receiving for, for yourself as well. So something after a suicide, that threat, what I do, because here's what I do to deal with it is, um, and, 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 oh my goodness, you guys, and you can all attest to this. You don't know who you're seeing when you're seeing them. So you might have somebody who's trying to speak to you about, you know, what job should I get next? Should I, you know, what's, what do work? color should I paint? And then the very next person is, I want to commit suicide. And then you might have someone else right after them who's, you know, tell me about my relationship. And then the next person could be, you know, a tragedy of four people in their family were just tragically, their lives were ended. So you don't know what you're getting from day to day from client to client. And so my process is after I've dealt with Um, my energy and I can't, and I know that it's unbalanced or that I'm feeling I need to be healthier in that moment. I step aside, I go and I wash my hands. I have a drink of water. I go stand outside. It doesn't even matter if we're in 30 centimeters of snow. I'm going to stand outside for a minute. I'm going to let the sun soak the energy off me. And I'm going to take a second and do my deep breathing. So in through the nose, I'm going to hold it for a few seconds and then I'm going to release that, that cycle of breath really does clear my energy super quick. So in terms of 
of just kind of renewing your energy, protecting it, and then knowing and being aware enough to know if you can continue on with your day or if you have to reschedule because there was only one experience that I had that it was so overwhelming and energetically demanding that I had to cancel the rest of my day. So know professionally yourself when you need to do that. But I mean, to me, again, thankfully, I, I do not have that many clients that are doing it. It's more so the light workers that I'm seeing that are feeling this extra demand right now. What about you, Liz? Like what's going on in your world with this? Yeah, well, like, like Jay, I've experienced um, phone calls from people, not emails. I've never thankfully received any emails, you know, knock on wood there, because it is a devastating thing to to cope with or deal with as a soul, right? As, as a soul. Now I, I, I want to kind of tap into what Amber was talking about, about how it affects us as light workers. I'm a firm believer guys. And, and, you know, say yay or nay on this, but I'm a firm believer that, you know, whatever our life experiences are, we're going to attract the client that is going to resonate with our life experiences. Right. Would, would you agree? I agree. Yeah. So, you know, um, from somebody who has dealt with loss in her personal life as myself with loss in suicide, I, I think I needed to understand or have a higher awareness of what was behind that. So that's where I think I got an influx of clients around that when I was going through my own life lessons around that. So I don't know if that applies to you, Jay, but I think you're very passionate about it. And, you know, anybody that has any questions around suicide should really tap into your blogs because, and your, and your, and just even your, your lives that you do around this, because you really do tackle this in a beautiful way. But yeah, I've definitely dealt with clients. Um, and I think the, the, the most, I guess we'll say the most um, overwhelming client I had was one that called me on my phone at 1am. This was back in the beginning when I used to leave my phone on through the night. Our kids know to call my husband's phone. I turned my phone off at night specifically for this reason, because, you know, we talked in an earlier podcast about difficult clients. Well, people will take advantage of you if they think they can, right? We teach people how to treat us, right? So I now turn my phone off, but I did get this phone call at 1am from a client who right out the gate told me she was, you know, she was about to end it all. And I was just like waking up, very confused, overwhelmed by it. But we talked until probably five o'clock in the morning. And like Jay said, people just need to be heard sometimes. That's not always the answer. It's not always the answer for people who, who want to do it. And based on my experience with the people who I've lost through suicide, they tried multiple times long before that, that successful time. So, you know, you can direct people to, to the suicide hotline, and we will give you those numbers at the end of this. And if you are in the industry working as a psychic medium, life coach, you name it, you definitely want to have these numbers on tap because it's something that you never know when you're going to need it, but when you need it, you need it. And, uh, you know, with this particular person, I knew that if I had hung up with her at any time, that 
I couldn't trust that she wasn't going to go there. So I ended up staying on the phone with her, like I said, till the wee hours of the morning until I felt satisfied. And she was satisfied that she felt okay to come on and then make that next phone call to the suicide hotline. But it was literally a process of just unpacking her, her fears, her concerns, her overwhelms, her, her dislike or distension of self, which is huge. And, and, and really helping her to get to the next level of, you know, calm or peace that she needed to be at so that that, that threat, that life-threatening, you know, moment was, was over. We, we got, we got past that. Thank God. But yeah, Jay, you, you've had extensive, you know, clients that, that have put you under pressure really. So like what, what kind of ways did you deal with that when you were put under pressure, demanding pressure? Well, there, well, there are a lot of pressures when it comes to these types of situations. And the thing is, as I've mentioned before, we're really human I've had, you know, so many people um, go through these types of things in the years that I've been doing readings, but really, I think, as Amber mentioned, a lot of self-care. I mean, the thing is, we have this confidential confidentiality clause that we can't discuss anything with our families or anything like that. But the thing is, sometimes we need some critical stress debriefing. We're human. We need to get rid of this. And we need to talk to someone. So there are professionals out there and there is nothing wrong for us to go see a counselor and say, listen, I've just been up against this man who threatened to kill himself in front of his family. And he's written a letter. Now his wife is writing. I mean, the thing is, what, what am I, you know, how am I supposed to do this? What am I supposed to do? And how am I supposed to feel? I, I feel so torn and I couldn't help. Or there's so many different situations because there are situations where you can't help. And sometimes it's inevitable, inevitable, this person is going to commit suicide, and you're going to read about it, or you're going to see it on a post in social media. And it's really quite disturbing, because our natural reaction is to want to, you know, be responsible for that. Oh, my God, it didn't help. That's the biggest thing I hear from my clients when they come to see me, I feel guilty, because I wasn't able to talk this person out of it. I was the closest person to them. And I couldn't do this. But when it's us, and we don't know the person, we still feel the same way. It still affects us. So I would tell some of these, you know, and our beautiful light workers out there, you know, please don't feel bad to talk to a counselor about this and get rid of that energy. Because it's not something you want to hang on to. If it's something that's, you know, you're doing a referral, but some situations are quite serious. You know, when people start writing you novels about how they're going to kill themselves and how they're going to do it and how they're going to hook up this machine and that, and you start playing all of these things in your mind, it's like, oh my goodness, like, how, what do I do? I'm so trained. I mean, that's what I worked in for years is, is what I worked in. And I'm so trained with all this, like, you know, these, these crises. But when it happens to you, it's it's a whole different ball of wax. So I just would tell people out there, refer, refer, refer to crisis center. We are not social workers. All we can do is listen to these people, be compassionate about their hurts and pains. Everybody needs to be heard and do your homework. Give out the, the information. Make sure it's close by. 
post it on your website if you have to or a link to it see uh see somebody if you're really in crisis yourself and you're not able to process that information great great uh advice jay and uh you know on that note i think that's a great way to end the show today ladies i'm going to give everybody as promised the suicide hotlines for canada it's 833-456-4566 in the us it's 1-800-273-8255 be sure to tune in on to our next episode where we're going to be discussing death and how it's not a dirty word. We'll see you then. Thanks for joining us this episode. See you next time. Bye.